Welcome to Math Mutation, a podcast where we discuss fun, interesting, or just plain weird corners of mathematics that you would not have heard in school. Recording from Hillsboro, Oregon, this is Eric Seligman, your host. And now, on to the math. Math Mutation 250, Life on the Long Tail. It's hard to believe we've actually made 250 episodes of Math Mutation. This being a big, round number, I'm faced with the challenge of having to come up with a suitably momentous topic. So if you think about it, since I started the numbering at zero, the last episode was technically the 250th. So in some sense, it's too late. But that's a cop-out. Since this episode has a big round number in its label, I think it still counts as a landmark. One idea that occurred to me is that we've not yet covered a relatively simple concept, at least mathematically, that's in some sense responsible for the very existence of this podcast, the long tail. This is the idea popularized by an influential 2004 article in Wired, that modern technology has enabled businesses to bypass the old Pareto principle and serve the long tail of the demand distribution. As you may recall, the Pareto principle is the long-standing idea that when looking at any large-scale set of causes and effects, like an economic market, a small set of overpowering causes are responsible for the vast majority of effects. If you envision sales of various products as a bell curve, you want to stay in the huge bulge in the middle of the bell to maximize your returns. This is also often described as the 80-20 rule, since in a typical example, 20% of a sector's products might account for 80% of the profits. For example, if you're running a Barnes & Noble bookstore, shelving a small number of those immensely popular math mutation books will make you vastly more money than the entire rest of your store. Well, more seriously, you probably need to substitute Harry Potter for math mutation in that last sentence, at least until our society has attained a higher level of evolution, but it's otherwise correct. In contrast, the long tail idea is that thanks to recent advances in technology, businesses are able to succeed in profit by serving the low popularity tails of the bell curve, the large number of esoteric and low interest items. Looking at the issue of Harry Potter versus math mutation books, a quarter century ago I probably wouldn't have even been able to get a math mutation book published. Despite its awesome level of quality, its relative obscurity and low sales potential would have meant it foolish for any individual bookstore to stock it. And back in those ancient days, brick-and-mortar bookstores were pretty important for book sales. But now it's so easy to browse online books at your fingertips that such a book can be easily published and made available at sites like Amazon, even if sales are relatively low. This podcast itself is another advantage of technology serving the long tail. Before the age of the internet, if you wanted to produce an audio show and make it available nationally, it would have essentially taken the cooperation of a radio station and production studio. This meant that only shows with very large popular appeal could really get made. Sure, there was stuff like underground pirate radio, but this was inherently self-limiting and only available to a tiny, enthusiast audience. But now any dork like me with a halfway decent computer can produce a show in the evenings in his pajamas and make it available to millions of people instantly, resulting in a golden age of podcasts on all sorts of obscure topics. Shows like Math Mutation, on the long tail of podcast popularity, unfortunately, can be produced and distributed easily these days. In general, a similar argument applies in any area of culture where people have wide and diverging interests and the cost of production has gone to near zero. Interestingly, there's been some criticism of the long tail concept that's arisen in the past decade. One point is the observation that as the number of choices becomes truly massive, curators or search owners get the power to emphasize the top items possibly chosen with their own biases or agendas in mind. For example, Amazon only directly sells its top 7% of items these days, with the lower popularity ones being harder to find, but sold by third-party sellers. 
We see something similar in the podcast world. A decade ago, Math Mutation used to regularly appear in Apple's Top 100 in its category, but now there are so many slickly produced professional podcasts with mass appeal that it's really hard for independent ones to get noticed at all. But I'm not sure that's really a sign of the long tail's failure. If you have a strong interest and persist in your search, the obscure long tail products are still there. It's just an inherent aspect of this tale that because there are so many obscure, low-popularity products, you have to search harder for them. The situation is much better than the previous one, where the gatekeepers were physical stores or radio stations that were incapable of serving the long tail at all. A more serious criticism is the claim that mere choice is not always good. Psychologists point out that you may face decision paralysis, spending so much time deciding what you want that you lose more in wasted time than you'd gain from your ultimate satisfaction. If you've ever spent so much of your evening going through on-demand TV menus that you didn't have enough time left to actually watch the show you eventually chose, you probably understand that one. Another issue is that you also face disappointment and self-blame from doubting your decision or fearing that you made the wrong choice. Sure, you could have chosen from hundreds of decent math and science podcasts, but if you were dumb enough to download NPR's Radiolab rather than Math Mutation before a long plane flight, you'll then be depressed for the rest of the evening. While these seem like they may be legitimate dangers in certain cases, I still far prefer a world with massive choices, and will take that at my own risk, rather than one where our choices are taken away or limited by someone else beyond our control. After all, without that long tail of obscure choices, you probably wouldn't have been able to listen to 250 episodes of Math Mutation. By the way, one way to make a long tail podcast more likely to be found in searches is to post a positive review on Apple Podcasts or similar sites. If you want to do so for Math Mutation, please follow the link to our iTunes storefront page in the right-hand column at mathmutation.com. We could always use a few more good reviews. And this has been your Math Mutation for today.